Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's 1 o'clock on Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We'll get to the quarterback conversation in just a moment. We've been talking a lot about how they upgrade that spot through the draft, through signing a veteran QB, whether it be Derek Carr. It seems like everybody is on the same page and not wanting to bring on Carson Wentz. Derek Carr is polarizing, but I haven't seen anybody in favor of saying, you know what, let's take a look at Carson Wentz and see if it can work (laughs) for a fourth time. I think even with the Frank Wright connection, no one is saying, yes, let's go after Wentz after it didn't work out in Philly at the end of it all, Indianapolis or Washington. So at least we can agree all on something there. I did want to go back to the celebrity run-ins that people have had. We've had a couple of good ones mentioned. Carolina Crazy, he wrote in that he goes rabbit hunting with Tim Biakovatuka. <laughs> it's, it's a great text. Oh, you got something for us. I, when I was selling phones, I sold him a phone charger. Okay. And he was not very nice. Oh, no. Not Bianca Batuka. Yeah, man. I tried to. My uncle, you know, was a huge Michigan fan. And, you know, I remembered him from the Panthers. And when he came in there, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I still was, I'd sat down and talked to him at my desk. And I was just like, yeah, man, I remember back in the day when you would whop, whop, whop. And then he was like, and he was like, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I just get my charger, please? I'm like, man, you got some nerve coming up in here trying to treat somebody like this when I'm sitting up here trying to give you praise and talk about the career that you had. You're going to be rude. But I, I'll give him a mulligan. He could have been having a, a bad day. Something could have happened, things of that nature. The thing about athletes, you got that bad day and you don't give someone the time of day, then that is the— I mean, it's tough, but th- I mean, I feel like that's, that, that's part of it too, though. I mean, you have to know that when you're a guy like that, people are going to— say those type of things to you and I feel like you need to always be ready but you know so maybe maybe it was just a bad day I'll chalk it up to that I like your when I was selling phones stories because you've had <laughs> oh, quite yeah, a few. I got a lot of stories that go all <laughs> over the place some of them in fact I think if we were to measure 100% of the I when I sold phone stories we uh-huh. could say about 20% of them on air 80% we really can't. <laughs> that one we no, heard no, Monday no, we, was legendary. We could um, <laughs> maybe 50-50. I mean, the phone stories are great, Wes. We almost need a segment when I was selling phones, like a back-in-my-day segment. <laughs> That's what we need from you. Instead of phony, Wes, we're just phoning with Wes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that man. Bad. Yeah, no, was. that was... Um, it's okay. Yeah. That was, uh, uh, all right. Interesting times. It gave me a lot of good skills, though, man. I feel like you do things... What you do prepares you for what you're going to do. And that job really got me used to talking to strangers and things like that. Well, I bet it's not all that different from when a lot of people would discuss their old job, whatever it was, yeah. working in the fast food industry. But sell- they're just there's a, a certain stigma to people selling phones and or buying them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like that whole process. Oh, I was just trying to go through my head and remember what story I told Monday. And I do remember that story. Yeah, it's nothing it we can right. talk about on air. <laughs> not, n- I mean, it's it's not even close. 
<laughs> I'm actually shook just thinking about it while the mic is on. Let's continue to go to the Garage Door Guru text line. 704 number said Reggie White at the old Lone Star in Cornelius. That'd be cool. Okay. To see Reggie White, even if local right ended his career here I in saw, Carolina. I uh, saw, wasn't it, Marty Schottenheim at a um, Marty's Bad a good Daddy's. God rest his soul. Yeah, Marty's a good one. Yeah, same with Reggie White. Yeah, there's a couple of good ones there. Uh, 980 said D'Angelo Williams at SmackDown. A couple D'Angelo Williams. Oh, yeah, he always always would go. Well, what's funny, too, somebody else wrote in Luke Keekly at 1511 on Park Road. I just went there this past weekend. Mm. So Luke Keekly, a lot of people would see him around. Like, he would go and try a bunch of different spots. I've heard a lot of people run in to uh luke keekley someone said oh whoever wrote that in it was biff is it biff pogey listening (laughs) was he in charlotte maybe so biff come on the show man yo man we need you we'd love to have you also make charlotte good again that would be fantastic from one uh charlotte alum to somebody that does coach the team final one i worked at best buy and would always see robert Parrish and raymond felton once asked if uh we sold porn <laughs> I did another that when was I sold phones. Rick That's Flair came in there to pay his phone bill at our South Park location. And you said Steve, who? Rick Flair. Oh, I thought you said Rick. Rick Moore. Flair came in there, and Stephen Jackson came in our store one time too. So there you go. You got a couple of good ones. Oh, South Park used to be a little bit of a yeah. You'd get some of that. Get some of what? As far <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm saying you would get. You know, celebrities, kind of local celebrities coming in there to pay phone bills. And then especially like one time I was in that CIAA weekend and it was popping in mm-hmm. there. See, what what I'm running into while reading some of these text messages, I, I mean, I'm kind of borderline snitching on people. Like, you know, <laughs> I just did that with Ray Felton. I just did that with a couple of the other guys. And then somebody else said where they saw Cam. I guess they said they saw him at a Hooters. At the Hooters in Uptown. Mm. And so, you know, well, he lived right there, too. That's where Cam lived. I think people know. All right, final one. I can't I can't stop it. Um, that The Robert Parrish one, that's one. Don Shulet, Daniel Boone in. All right, I'm done. Okay. I, I need to that stop. Was, that was random. That, that was, and that one's a pretty good one. Let's go to the position breakdown, the quarterback spot. We're finally here. It is the last position group as far as the personnel goes, Wes, that we will evaluate in this series. And because we've been talking a lot about how to make additions, what they can do to upgrade that spot. I want to focus on the guys that actually suited up at the position last year and or who was on the roster. Let's start with Sam Darnold because Baker Mayfield, we talked about enough about him. Mm -hmm. The guy was absolutely awful, way worse than I expected. And I didn't love it in the beginning, way worse than I expected. Sam Darnold, Wes, I got to tell you, better than I expected. If, If you look at when he came in, After injury, after Baker was named the starter, it was not a pretty game against the Saints, but the Panthers did win. He was 5 of 15 for 43 yards and two interceptions. It was an awful stat line. But before that, he threw for 340 yards against Tampa in a loss, three touchdowns, one interception. Before that, he had played four games with four touchdown passes, one a pop, did not turn it over, was basically just managing the game and not doing the whole slinging Sammy D turnover thing. I think resurrected his career a little bit as far as a valuable backup. I still don't know if anybody is knocking on the door to make him a starter, but if you brought back Sam Donald in a role that was clearly carved out for him to either be a bridge starting at the beginning 
and then welcoming in a new young franchise guy for the mm-hmm. future or just want him to be a backup. You know what? I'm completely cool with that. And honestly, pretty solid six-game stretch from him. Yeah, I mean, a 92.6 rating, 190 yards per game, and around a touchdown per game. He came in and was very serviceable for the Panthers. But the most important stat there the three interceptions in those six starts and that was the main thing that this Panthers uh, staff was able to do for him was just to be able to keep him in check as far as protecting the football he did have six fumbles but you know the the staff that's one of the things I give them the most credit for was being able to make Sam Darnold play an efficient game just keep it within arm's reach, take a shot here and there, but not get out there and try to do too much. You know, against Tampa, that was the time that the offensive staff asked the most of him. Mm-hmm. That that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, that was a contest that still gave Carolina a shot to possibly win the division. And Tampa said, you are not going to run on us. If you beat us, Sam Darnold is going to have to come out here and ball. And for a little while, he did. And I give him a lot of credit. Every single one of those three touchdown passes were awesome throws, right? The Tommy Trimble one, I think, is the one that first came in chronological order. But other than that, I mean, even even besides that, I should say, great touchdown passes, had the sack at the end, had the fumble, right, had the turnover when he threw that interception. I believe he was looking for Sullivan and just didn't throw it far enough. You know, bad throw. Right read, bad throw from Sam, ultimately did enough to be a potential backup. Let's go to P.J. Walker because P.J. also had a couple of awesome games. The best QB game that we've seen from a passer in Carolina since Cam Newton was here was by P.J. Walker, the first matchup against Tampa. The big-time throws, the accuracy, throwing on the move. Wes, it was dumb. We all expected them to get destroyed considering the previous week. Steve Wilkes was scared to death to let P.J. Walker throw, and P.J. had a, I mean, brain-melting type of game. Damn. It was crazy. I mean, it was the highest-graded game (laughs) in the NFL. Yeah. I just want people to realize that, and it has no bearing on me wanting P.J. for the future. I don't. I just want to give the man his flowers for what was an absolute bonkers game he played. Next game, struggled first half against Atlanta, did have probably the best throw of the season, Mm -hmm. certainly one of them to D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore takes off the helmet and end up losing to Atlanta. All that to say, P.J. is still not the guy in the future for this Carolina Panthers team. Depend. The, the reason you would bring back P.J. Walker is to possibly be a backup and have a cheaper QB than Sam Darnold, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're choosing Sam Darnold if it was just in a vacuum, who's better? Yeah. But I think if you wanted to save money, you might bring back P.J. as the backup. What do you mean? Is he as good as gone, Wes? Is he off the roster? Uh, I would think so if they're able to get Darnold to come back in a capacity to know that, listen, you're not the guy. You're mm-hmm. not going to be the guy. Right. You may be a bridge guy, but that's the only guy that you're going to be, okay? (laughs) So if they can get him to buy into that logic, then I think he'll be uh, good to go. I think that's the guy you would want to bring back. P.J. was just too uh, inconsistent in his play. I mean, you come out and have some of the games that he had, a nine-yard passing game 
against Cincinnati, a couple of 60s in there as well. I don't remember many times watching NFL football where a quarterback could not pass the 100-yard threshold unless they were going against one of the great defenses of our time, i.e. the Baltimore Ravens or somebody like that. So, no, I, you know, I think P.J. Walker just a little bit too inconsistent for him to be a guy you can depend on. But Matt Corral, uh, that's the guy that, that, right. that intrigues me the most, just the fact that, you know, the injury derailed his chances of showing the Panthers fans anything. I remember them coming out of high school. I remembered what I saw at Ole Miss, and I know that he does have, you know, that that, that live arm, the quick release, some of the tools that you like. I do think that there's enough talent there for him to be a backup uh, in his career. I think he is an NFL quarterback, a starter. I don't necessarily think so, but the thing is, how do we know? And that's the thing that's interesting. Like, what do you truly expect, if you were to guess right now, the, the ceiling of Matt Corral? I mean, and I, I can just tell by the way you say "I mean" that probably means you, it's going to be pretty low. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but what is about know. him that you that you that gives you cause to have that that lack of enthusiasm about? Well, him? I don't have anything against Matt Corral. All, all, this guy was a what a three year starter at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, the the third quarterback taken in a historically bad QB draft class. I mean, that class was absolutely awful. And Kenny Pickett was the only first-round pick. We had to wait a couple more rounds to get to Malik Willis. And Matt Corral was the third QB taken in that draft class. A little bit short, not too short. 6'1", 205 are his measurables, but fine enough. I have zero problem giving him a chance. My whole problem with people writing in about Matt Corral has been, hey, let's not draft somebody even a Hendon Hooker, or let's even not draft guys a little bit later in this draft process, even if you like them, because I'm going to give Matt Corral a shot. Somebody that got injured his rookie season, I'm cool with him competing in training camp. And if he impresses, let's do it. Let's see what he can do in preseason. If he balls out, let's have him make the roster, possibly be a backup and provide some athleticism. That's all fine. My my problem with the Matt Corral conversation is when we try to use his presence on the roster, deter you from making another QB decision. Yes. That is what I emphatically deny. Let's give him a shot. Let's see what he can do. But I am not about to not draft somebody because he's on the roster. So at his apex, what do you feel like he's a backup? Uh, probably a pretty serviceable, like fun. They can spot can, you a couple maybe, of games. Yeah, 100%. And, and maybe he can do more. I'm not even trying to limit him. I just... It's so hard to figure out what he can do because we haven't seen this guy play a whole lot. He got injured his first year in the league, yeah. and all we have is his old Miss tape. That, that's all we got. 20 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,300 yards on 68% percent uh, completion percentage. You know, decent numbers. Right? Now, hold on. I, I know you like to, you know, leave out rushing statistics. What were the rushing numbers? Oh, I, I still have them. them. I'm not going to decline it. Yeah, 600 yards. He's good on the run, no doubt. 11 touchdowns rushing for Matt Corral. I was talking about his dual threat ability. Yeah. yeah so, like, I, I'm with it. It's Again, I just really don't have any answer for you because we don't know. And I wonder how much the staff has, right? Like, Matt Corral drafted by Matt Rule, no longer here. How much was he a Scott Fitterer guy? Mm-hmm. Does Frank Reich like Matt Corral as much? Especially if we go with the, hey, Frank Reich likes taller QBs, then Corral, not that, right? Not crazy short, not Bryce Young or Kyler Murray short, but also not C.J. Stroud or anybody like that. So interested to see what the coaching staff thinks of him. Okay. Uh, I think that Corral, when it's all said and done, I'm not going to count him out. I don't think he's going to be a starter per se, but I do look at him as a guy that could end up being a good backup in this league that could give you – you know, serviceable starts 
where he comes in and could be a reason you win a game or two because it's just the way he plays. He goes out there, he lets it loose. He's got a bit of a live arm. You know, he'll run. He, he's got some moxie, man. I'm using all the quarterback there you cliches. Go, yes. He's got some moxie, Is he the first though. one in the film room and the last one to leave? Uh, no, nah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Is he a leader <laughs> he, of men? Yeah, yes. <laughs> he may be, but just from what I've seen from him, he just he definitely plays with a swagger, though, and that's one thing I think that will carry him through. Yeah, And, I, and I think he's going to come back hungry coming off that injury, too. And I think he hears all the stuff people say about him. He strikes me as a guy that will take what he hears about him and really put that to you. you got a lot of intangibles that you like about him. Yeah. The arm talent is through the roof. I'm trying to think of someone. Sneaky athletic. Sneaky athletic. Very. You practically have to drag this guy out right. of film study. Right, right. That is how dedicated to the game Matt Corral is. It's Wes and Walker. We'll be checking in on the ACC once again at the end of the hour. But coming up next, Field Yates predicted a certain somebody to start for Carolina at quarterback next year. Who is that quarterback? Mm. We'll talk about him next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. This is the Wes and Walker Show. Hit us up, Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Hit up Wes and Walker on Twitter, WFNZ on Twitter, and WFNZ on Instagram. Hit the follow button. What else are you doing? You got plenty of time. What does it take, like two seconds to hit a follow button? Just follow the handle. Come on. Yeah. All right. We're mad now. All right, man. Well, Phil Yates of ESPN, man. More quarterback prognostication going on. And we teased going into the break that he said that a certain someone will be the starting quarterback for Carolina. And this person is, I'll give you two guesses. Oh, I I mean, I only need, I don't even need a guess, to be honest (laughs) with you. I already know what it is, but the Derek Carr conversation continues. Ding, 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 ding. 100%. That's what Field Yates put in this list, by the way, on ESPN, where everybody is predicting each team starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Derek Carr, the answer for Carolina. Well, they met yesterday at the scouting combine. David Tepper was a part of that meeting. So, so at first when we talked about this, we didn't take much from it because nothing really came of it as far as the Panthers are close to signing Derek Carr, that they really want him, or we didn't really get anything from it. But the fact that Tepper attended this meeting as well 
does this say that the Panthers are serious about him? Because he's having a second meeting with the Jets. So I feel like if he's having a second meeting with them, something could be imminent with the Jets. But the fact that Tepper was there, does that make you feel like the Panthers are serious about bringing him in? I think David Tepper likes to be involved in any of the quarterback decisions because it is the biggest decision a team can make personnel-wise. Yes. And so David Tepper is going to be in the room when authority figures in the organization are meeting with a guy that might cost $35 million a year, which is his reported asking price. So if you want a couple of factors here with Derek Carr, David Tepper did join the meeting. I do think that is something that Tepper has kind of been involved in this entire time during his tenure as owner of Carolina. Derek Carr is also going to meet again, as you mentioned, with the Jets, but also the Saints, too. And he's asking for 35. David Newton wrote that the Panthers would be more interested if his asking price of 35 million per year dropped a little bit. No, duh. <laughs> I think a lot of teams would be more interested if that asking price dropped a little off of 35 million per season. I, I think Derek Carr is talking about this and taking a long time. I mean, he said, I'm going to take my time with this entire process. And that affects the Jets quite a bit because mm -hmm. they're in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes right now. Yeah. So if Aaron Rodgers ends up sticking with Green Bay at the end of this saga, this saga renewed up with the Packers, and he just stays with them, then I think the Jets go after Derek Carr. If Derek Carr wants a good defense, Carolina's in play, but also so is New Orleans and the Jets. New yeah. Orleans and the Jets, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't think Carolina separates themselves with a considerable gap defensively compared to New Orleans and or New York. So I think it's too much to predict Derek Carr is starting for Carolina. I predict that there's a rookie starting for this Panthers team, and I eventually think Derek Carr plays for the Jets or the Saints. What say you? Um, Man, it's tough because... I think the second meeting with the Jets to me was the kicker. The fact that he's meeting with them again. Uh, and the Saints too, though. Yeah. Again, okay, twice. yeah. And the Saints as well. So if I had to bet right now, I don't think he's the quarterback for the Panthers. I think a scenario in which if they did have Carr and then draft the Anthony Richardson, I think that would be a pretty good situation on the surface for the Panthers if they did that even though I'm not the biggest fan of Anthony Richardson, but you could develop him, all that stuff, and then have a a, a curveball, so to speak, in your offense to throw in with packages with him in it. But I'm going to say I think that Carr goes to the Jets if I have to predict, predict a team. I think the Jets have a lot there in place. I think they're going to be really aggressive to try to get him. It doesn't look like at this point the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers, and I think it's he's their next best choice or next choice for them. Well, I, I'm not so sure about the Aaron Rodgers thing because if, if Rodgers leaves Green Bay, the Jets are the leader in the clubhouse there, right? Like, that's what I would say. And now if you have Brian Gutekunst, the personnel decision maker with Green Bay, saying that we like Aaron Rodgers, but we haven't talked to him, we'll see how it all plays out, his comments about their current quarterback in Rodgers were not necessarily in concrete about him sticking around. We know that Rodgers was on the darkness retreat. We've done this a couple of times already mm -hmm. in the offseason. It dropped on NFL draft day by Adam Schefter a couple of years back that Aaron Rodgers demanded a trade. That time, Green Bay was doing everything they could to hold on to him. The, the conversation is very different now on Green Bay's part. 
right? Last season wasn't great. Now, they didn't have an excellent supporting cast for Aaron Rodgers, but it obviously was one of Rodgers' down years in the NFL. Maybe this is the time that they're willing to move on. And if they are, I think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, and perhaps that does make Carolina a very real possibility to land one Derek Carr. I would still put the New Orleans Saints above Carolina right now. The cap situation is tough, but New Orleans showed interest right away. Right. Like, so even with the cap situation being kind of tough for the Saints organization, if you show interest right away, even within the trade market, they're going to work out something to where they can go ahead and sign Carr to be their starting quarterback. Carolina, they're still trying to figure out the cap and they are going to try to figure out a way to drop uh, draft a rookie QB, too. Like that. That's why I think it goes Jets. Saints, Carolina. Yeah, and the reason I picked the Jets, too, I saw something spooky on social media yesterday. Spooky? Yes. What's scary? Uh, they were saying that Brandon Marshall wished Aaron Rodgers, uh, well, not wished him, but he said congratulations on a great career. He was like, let me. Oh, you think he might retire? Yes. Uh, that That's what a lot of people were speculating yesterday on Twitter, the fact that Brandon Marshall said that, I guess, during one of the segments on I am athlete or uh, some platform that he said that. So, so you think he might retire and now Derek Carr is going to the Jets because of that? I think so. Yeah, I think he's their second choice. Right. And if Aaron Rodgers does retire, then like I said, I, I think that Derek Carr is their second choice. Um, but I mean, I can see Rodgers just wants to retire having played for one team, not wanting to start over with a new team, new locker room and stuff. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's been chopping at the bit for a while, though. I mean, it seems like he's been wanting to for quite some time. But I think those have been money plays. I think that's just been to get a bag. Because every time he's done it, he's gotten a bag, a new bag. It's true. But you know how vindictive this guy is. He is. But I think he was doing it. I mean, he's got massive bags from the past. (laughs) How many bags? I mean, big. (laughs) Okay, multiple. Multiple big bags. I mean, he'd be turning out, what, 50 to come back? Something crazy. I think 50. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. No doubt about it. I think he's got... What's he got, two years left or something? It's something crazy. We'll but anyway, so we'll see. But another item in the quarterback Spookyville section, okay? Getting scared. Might have to, you know, say that. Lamar Jackson, just a couple of days ago, he liked, then unliked, an old <laughs> picture of him and Bradley Bozeman. That sent Panther fans into a tizzy, which caused him to unlike it. But the question is, with him putting out that picture and Bradley Bozeman's wife had a nice message for him as far as mm-hmm. telling him that his, I think she said his niece missed him and she would love for them to be able to play together again. Do you think that uh, Lamar has interest in wanting to be a Panther if things don't work out in old uh, Baltimore? I, I think he could. I mean, I don't know if that liking a picture is telling us that, okay, now he's trying to send subliminal messages that he wants to play in Carolina. I think he's talking about an old teammate that Bradley Bozeman was his center for a little while. Mm -hmm. And the fact that those guys do have a very good relationship I guess what I guess Lamar could just reply instead of like it, or he could I, do both. See, I I kind of disagree. I think these athletes nowadays they know that everything they do moves the needle. I even something as small as a like. I would hope that they know that. Maybe he doesn't, but I would think a lot of these guys they know anything they like, anything they comment on is news. Well, no, I think they know the power of it. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I if if this is the case, if he liked that picture because he wants to send a message, I don't think the message means I want to play for Carolina. I think it means I'm willing to leave Baltimore, 
whether that be for Miami, which was a hot topic of conversation on Get Up this morning. Oh, could because, you imagine him in Miami? Well, I mean, yeah, it would be awesome. And by the way, Miami has not picked up the fifth-year option for Tua. We know the health problems. He did not play as well down the stretch. And again, the health problems, the concussion scare is very real. They could have a track team. So if you had Lamar Jackson and Miami is very interested and other teams certainly could be interested in Lamar too. I don't think the message is, hey, Carolina, let's talk business. I think it's, hey, Baltimore, let's talk or I'm willing to go to Carolina, Miami, et cetera. Let's hear what Patrick Meager had to say of uh, VSN. Is that what you is that how you pronounce it? VSN. VSN. All right. Let's hear what he says the Panthers <laughs> should do. The Panthers are plus 250, and that's the team. I think Frank Reich and the Panthers should make a move. They're not going to start Matt Corral, the rookie from last year. They ran the ball well when they moved on, McCaff- on from McCaffrey. They've invested in that offensive line. I think it's a perfect landing spot for Carr. And frankly, this is a dude that you know four times in his career has thrown for over 4,000 yards. He's not a big-time interception machine, 217 to 99 as far as Talk the touchdown-interception ratio. And here is Derek Carr's biggest strength, Shaw, his durability. I think he's missed one game in nine years. The dude plays every single week, plays through injuries. I think he's a little underrated here. High character guy right there, man. It is. I I love that you guys were mad intrigued at not being a big interception guy. Like, the bar is low, and that got both of you excited. Because you make him sound like he's a garbage can. I did not say. I said, the the thing is, we don't necessarily disagree on where he ranks. I, I wouldn't call him a star, but you've talked about, like, top 13 QB in the league, whatever. I just don't want to pay as much as you would be for getting but, the 13th QB in the league. So if he's not a star, then he's just a guy. A, an average to better than average guy, for sure. So you're calling him a jag. I don't ever even heard of that. I know that You don't that hear is, people say that, jag, I've, just a guy? I've heard that as the nickname for Jacksonville and no. a show on CBS. Yeah, come on, declare it. He's a jag. I don't know what Jag means. Just another you guy. I've heard that word before. Not yeah. for this. I just, just another guy. He's just another guy in your I opinion. I like that. So, I like that. Yeah. So in, in, in Catawba County, what do they call people that are just another guy? Do they call them Walker Males? <laughs> that was pretty good. That's stupid. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> the but, thing is, he, came, he comes in. Have you not heard of Jag? And then he smiles after he says it. He call, stares me down. Call him a Jag. Put it on the table. He's a Jag. All right. He's a Jag. He should be playing for Jacksonville. Okay. I see his spots from All here. All right. So now that we have that established, you feel he is a Jag. Fiddy and I both believe he is a star, not a superstar, but he is a star. Do you want to? So we can keep talking about your boy and Derek Carr. And uh-huh. here's Frank Reich speaking with media right now at the Combine. And here's okay. what he said about Derek Carr. Good meeting with Derek. I have a lot of respect for him. It's just to see if it's the right fit. This is a good option, but we're looking at all options. I think it was a very good meeting. That comes from Frank Reich. Now, here he is on the QB class before I ask you your thoughts on that comment. He said, it looks great. The QB class looks great. We met with a bunch of them today. Very talented. Very smart. And so those are some of the comments. What do you think about those comments from Frank Reich? Uh, I think, you know, he's just playing the fence because he doesn't truly know which direction they're going to go yet. He doesn't know if they are indeed going to go after Carr or if they're going to go after Rookie. And I'm sure he so does like a lot of those guys. Yeah, not much. I mean, so so it's a Jack, just another comment? A Jag. Yes, a Jack. 
Comment like starts that. with C. Just another comment. That's yeah. why I said that. Yeah. Uh, Bud Lightyear said, I love how Wes frames Walker's opinions, LOL. Because <laughs> I want definitiveness. Well, I'm telling you, he's definitive. Because you keep talking around. You're like, well, I'm not going to say he's dead, but he's dead. And I'm like, just put it on the table right now so we know going forward that you think that he is just another quarterback. You, you want definitiveness on the confines of what you want me to talk about. What I'm telling you <laughs> is, I can definitively tell you I don't want him on this roster. Okay. I can definitively tell you that. What would be your number where you'd say, okay? Because I feel like for you, too, the price plays into it a lot. $20 million, you say yes. Yeah, I'll bring him on for $20 million. 25 But, I mean, it's not going to happen. 25 Yeah, I'll bring him on for 25 30 No. So 30 You 29. just said yesterday you'd pay him $30 million. Now it changed. No, nah, he said he said 30, he didn't want 30 he, No, no, he said yesterday $30 million, He'd be more okay if they went that oh, way. Oh, yeah, than 35 Oh, yeah, and drafting a QB. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but, but here's the thing, though. I want to clean the slate. You want something definitive. I want a damn rookie QB. Look, you Thanos already strong. did that. He brought Derek Carr back. Who did? Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you wanted to come in? I'm about to talk. You want something definitive from me, and then you want to talk about Thanos in some superhero movie I've never ever seen, ever, in my life. Never seen Avengers, Endgame, Infinity War, haven't seen it. And I want to talk about getting a rookie QB. I don't want Derek Carr. I, I want to get somebody that can come in and play either right away and throw mm -hmm. in the fire and learn that way. And also, this is a team that is cap-strapped right now. Yeah. So if you want to allocate all your resources to Derek Carr and you think they are a quarterback away mm -hmm. from really competing in the postseason, I just would rather allocate my money elsewhere. All right. Well, we are a minute away, or maybe less, from a Fitty Flash. Fitty, take it away. All right, you Jags. <laughs> Jalen Carter has released a statement via his Twitter. And it says, quote, This morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing, end quote. All right. Okay. There we, we heard from Jalen Carter, and we'll see how this all plays out, right? I don't have any information that um, I can speak on to agree with one party or the other, right? So we'll see how it all plays out and just how much it affects his draft stock and the narrative around him. Yep, we'll see, man. But, you know, you know that they put that out, man, to get that statement out there. So hopefully he can get past this and... There was no wrongdoing. But when we come back on the Wes and Walker show, has this player played himself out of being the ACC player of the year? It's the Wes and Walker show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. 
In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. you Jags. Thanks for listening to us on Wes and Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You can text us. The Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Hornets Ron wrote in. He's never seen the movies, but the names of full titles he knows. And then he gave you the chin scratch. We act like we can't know the titles of movies we haven't seen. That's a little weird. Like how do I, there are plenty of titles out there that you know of but haven't seen the movie? How you know what happened in the movies though? What I don't know what happened in the movies. I mean, you acted like you knew what was happening. I ain't seen the movies, but I know that Thanos snapped his finger and half the people disappeared, then they came back. Fitty, let me ask you this: What did you hear <laughs> <laughs> during my last Avengers rant? Because I said nothing except for I haven't seen the movies. I didn't know any of that. I know the snap the finger because I have a social media account and everybody loves that meme slash GIF, but I've, I didn't know what it meant. I guess like things end when he snaps his fingers. I know the titles. I don't know what happens in those movies. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm having a bad day. I know you are. I can see it. You the, just to let the people know after the segment ended still elevated. Like if a 10 is max volume, <laughs> Fiddy was yelling at me like seven and a half or eight volume. How have you never heard of Jag? Like that conversation continued. 704 said, what's the point of Carr if he's not going to win us the Super Bowl? Uh, preach, I, I agree with that. Wolfpack James said, Walker sounds like the guy who believes if you're not top 10 QB, you're trash. I just don't want to pay top 10 QB money for a guy that's not a top 10 QB. That's just, that's my opinion on Derek Carr. Let's go to the uh, phone line now. We'll call it the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Jim Selenia dialing in. Jim, appreciate the call, man. How are you? Hey, you guys, you great as always. Now, I, you were talking about Josh Brolin earlier. Now, you you both have seen the best movie he was ever in, right? Um, I think so. Is it No Country for Old Men? Is that correct? That is correct. He and Harvey are, Javier Bardem. Oh, fantastic movie. Do you know who Josh's father was? Is um, Mr. Brolin. <laughs> James Brolin. Yeah, he was he, he was in a hell of a movie called Westworld, where these uh, robot cowboys you lose their minds and start shooting people for real. Yule Brenner's in that one. Okay, now, I recognize James Brolin. I, I googled him, and I know I know Westworld the theme of it. I know the title, and that but was I've, a show. Not, I've not seen the show of the uh, of the t- uh, the actual show. No, I've not seen. Out it. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One last fact, though. James Brolin uh, is married to. Do you know? This is a lot of Brolin family questions. I, I, I do anyway, not know I who he's married to, Jim. He's, he's married to Barbara Streisand. Is that right? I know Barbara Streisand. Yeah, that's, she, aside from her nose, she was hot, really hot. Well, anyway, I'm sorry to take up your last few minutes with some facts on, on Josh freaking Brolin, but uh, thanks for bringing me on. No, I, I appreciate it. I thought we were going to go Jags there. J, or Fiddy said that Jim Selenia was going to inform me about the entire saying and the word jag, but apparently we just learned about Josh Brolin's entire family tree. Yeah, the thing about sometimes when I when Jimmy calls in, Jimmy, I I don't quite know what he's saying. Kind of like mm-hmm. when you didn't like when you're talking about quarterbacks, I don't know what you're saying sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I just misinterpreted, but that was a great history lesson for you guys. 
maybe tomorrow we'll have the history of the word Jag and where it originated from. 100%. We can start to explore that a little bit more. Wolfpack James said $30 million is not top 10 QB money. I would say the biggest argument against Carr is his age, not his talent price value. If it's 30, you're right. But if it's 37, it would be, right? And so even on that edge, I would just rather give more money to some other places and then do the whole rookie scale contract thing. Like even... Even disregarding our conversation about Derek Carr, Derek Carr, excuse me, the G is in my head now from Jag, but even disregarding that conversation, Wes, you and I do agree that a nice blueprint to have in place is to have the rookie scale contract. And so I understand we disagree heavily, apparently, on Derek Carr, but I also like the idea of just the value, the blueprint that does come from rookie scale contract allocating money elsewhere you hit on said qb that is a damn cheat code to compete for a decent amount of time in the nfl and it buys you time to figure out what you got to do when it is time to pay said qb well yeah i mean no doubt look at my niners i mean if exactly party can come back you're talking well, about paying a quarterback eight hundred thousand dollars next year that's a pretty nice position yeah. to be sitting in yeah 100 percent. and what's funny about san francisco they did it the exact opposite way where they paid Jimmy G top five money, I believe, at the time. Mm-hmm. I think he was a top five paid QB. And they just did the hard route of hitting on everything. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I know they had some misses, but they hit on a lot of draft picks, and they still paid their quarterback. Where is, is Jimmy G better than Derek Carr? Who's better? Oh, Derek Carr's better. He's played okay. way more. He's got way more accuracy. I agree. Back. I just would ask. I just didn't know where you were on that. Nah, nah, he does have playoff wins. Who's better, Derek Carr or Jared Goff? Derek Carr. Who's better, Jared Goff or Jimmy G? I'm really interested in your QB take. Jared Goff. Jared G- Goff's been to the Super Bowl. He started. He's he's way more experienced. But all these guys are top half QBs. Yes. At some point, we're going to have 20 in the top 15. Uh, Goff, Goff played to top 15 last year. Okay, so just one season for Goff, but not his entire career. I mean, he did take the Rams to the Super Bowl I'm as well you, on his resume. Arguing. Yeah, he's got an NFC championship on his belt. And- We're exploring the QB takes of one West Ryan right now. Because <laughs> yeah. I do not know who a star is, a yeah. jag, a superstar, an average guy, a better than average. That is what I'm trying to figure out. Let's do an ACC basketball check-in really quickly. because Which guy played himself out of play of the year? <laughs> That's right. We're going to please the tease. As we discussed, Jaquavion Smith, pretty easy answer, right? I mean, what we've Ooh. seen from Jaquavion just this past stretch of basketball last night west that was a missed opportunity for Terquavion as well mm-hmm. nc state too just to get the bad taste out of their mouth from getting beat down by clemson basketball but also Terquavion could hit a few more shots get nc state a win beat duke on the road that would have been the only loss in the regular season for duke at home which of course did not happen big time statement that could have uh, been made by Terquavion, and it did not happen so do you think that there's any shot that Jaquavion Smith could win POI? Uh, I'm not going to say no shot because I don't know what the voters will do at this point because we don't even know what to do. And I was incorrect. That was their last regular season game uh, last night. So these guys, they don't know what to do as well. I feel like when you get the player of the year, there's going to be a lot of what? Or I don't agree with that. But then it's like, who do you agree with? I mean, we've had Randolph Childress on here. We've had... Jemisky, we've had a lot of guys who don't know which direction to go. It's changed week by week, game by game. And just when you think you have a read on someone, they come out and don't play well. We talked about how Terquavion Smith, or Turk as I like to call him, came out 
the last five games been 13 points shooting the ball uh, a little over 30% from the field. And then you come out and go eight points, two for nine field goals against Duke, which I thought last night was a tall order. Anyway, Duke's home schedule to me, their best home win has been Miami. But regardless, they have protected their house this year. Their, their home schedule to me hasn't been daunting outside of they had Ohio State come in there when they were still ranked, but we see what happened to them. And then Carolina, it's a rivalry game. But other than that, and then they had Pitt come in as well. So they, they've got some good ACC wins at home, but as far as just them having a daunting schedule at Cameron, because you know normally a couple of times a year they have some great teams come through there. But, uh, yeah, I just think Terquavion – NC State has had a couple of chances, especially you wanted to see more of an answer coming off a blowout, getting embarrassed. We yeah. know in sports the age-old adage a lot of times when you embarrass a team the game before, they come out locked in and ready to go. And so um, I just thought that that was just not a good look for them. State had some chances. They came back and made it interesting at times. But just overall, Duke had an answer for every run that they had. And I feel like if you're the player of the year, if you're the star, if you're the lead dog, so to speak, for a team called the Wolf Pack, that you need <laughs> to be uh, stepping up your game and holding your team down and having them in it until the bitter end. Well, AC wrote in that Joyner has been better than Smith, and that is not arguable at this yes. point, especially if you talk about, what, the last five, six games. Here are the point totals for one Jarkel Joyner. Against Boston College on February 11th, he scored 26. He scored 15 in that loss to Syracuse. 29-29, North Carolina Wake. 16, a down game against Clemson, where he went 4 of 14, and then bounces back, shooting 6 of 12 from three-point land and scoring 26 points. And if you compare that to Traquavion Smith, what he's been doing recently, the field goal percentage, 22% against Duke, 20 against Clemson, 35 against Wake, 31, 31 against North Carolina Syracuse. You have to go back to said Boston College game where he was 7 of 14 and shot 50, scoring 17 points. Yeah. Huge, huge difference in both of those guys' play, currently speaking. I do want to talk about Duke just a little bit more. I also want to get to Wake Forest because they had a big loss to BC. But John Shire, the Duke Blue Devils, they finish undefeated at home. And John Shire makes history being the first first-year coach to be able to do that. And doing so in ACC play... What do we think about the year that John Shire has had in the regular season? And Wes, I'll ask you a double-sided question. How much will his postseason success or lack thereof deem whether this year was a successful one or not? Um, What does it say? I think it's a nice stat to have. I mean, as we said when we talked about it earlier in the show, that what Shire did was historic as far as since 1996, since the 1996-97 only he and Arizona's Tommy Lloyd are the only power conference head coaches in their first season to post an undefeated record. But as far as, like I said, they have really good ACC wins at home. They've beaten the top teams in the league in the ACC at home. The home schedule wasn't daunting, but still an accomplishment that they will get credit for. And so uh, they're 3-6 and six on the road, though. And so that's the problem with this Duke basketball team is when they get out here in these neutral sites and they have to travel and they can't play in front of the Cameron K crazies uh, from Krzyzewskiville, that's going to be the tale of the tape with this team. Now, they do have uh, attributes to their team that will help them as far as when you talk about we spoke just now, final five minutes of regulation. They're shooting 80% from the line. We talked about how they've held 26 of 30 opponents below their season average. We've talked about them being 6-1 and one 
uh, in games decided by four points or fewer. So they, they've got some good traits defensively, and they rebound. But then you look at last night's game, two for 19 from three-point range, and that has been a problem for them all season long. This is not a good shooting basketball team. They're going to have to win with defense, rebounding, and grit because this is a Duke basketball team. And yes, they may have a game or two where they shoot the ball really well, but those are going to come few and far between. At this point, your team's profile has been made. And so I'm not sure if they play against a team that comes out. You know you always run into that opponent in a tournament. It comes out hot from the start and, and come out shooting the ball well and puts Duke in a hole that they aren't able to get out of. Now, Duke would have to win the ACC tournament, but you're talking about a possibility of having a single-digit amount of losses this year. Pretty impressive for John Shire, and then we'll see what happens in the NCAA tournament. Final thing, because I did want to fit this in, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Wake Forest, their chances are over, right, after losing to Boston yeah. College. They I mean, like I said, especially with no DeMar Monsanto, uh, the number two guy, everything is on Appleby. He had to try and wield them to a victory last night. Boston College has been playing some good basketball. This is a team that just beat Virginia. Uh, they've been feisty with a lot of teams. They're playing with a lot of confidence right now. They're 500. They're 15 and 15, which to me, for Coach Earl Grant, one of my favorite guys, yeah. he is uh, – that's, that's impressive. He is coaching the hell out of this team. That game winner by Ashton Lankford was awesome. Yeah. That move. And you can check I, it out on the ACCDN on all platforms. Oh. I had to do the highlights for that game last night and cut that play. Yeah, something George Gervin would have uh, would borderline yeah. be proud of with that finger roll to win the game. That was a lot of fun to see. It's one more hour. The last one coming up on Wes and Walker. Could Carolina, could the Panthers spend big on a quarterback in free agency and draft one too? Could you have the car Richardson scenario? We'll talk all about it next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC.